0: Saru, come to see me off. How nice that you'll be rid of me. I do hope for the best of outcomes, but thankfully you and I have never had to parse words with one another. I fear this may be the last we see of you, and I want you to know that I have learned as much from you as I learned from our prime, Giorgio.
1: Where I'm from, we were prime, and you were the mirror. As it should be. Good luck, Emperor. Thank you, Captain.
0: Welcome everybody to Deep Space Pride, a gay Star Trek podcast. My name is Mike Thurlow and with me is my co-host Johnson Lee. Johnson, happy Sunday. How are you doing today? Happy Sunday, Mike. I'm doing okay. My weekend has been going fine, I guess. How are you doing? Uh, the same. It was, it was a busy Saturday and a much uh, easier, more relaxed Sunday. So hence why we're recording on Sunday. Yeah. What did you even do today? just uh watched church this morning and then uh did some laundry and like house chores and I'm also starting to go through like clothes and stuff and trying to pare down what I have and what I wear and what I don't and just kind of donate things and kind of clear out space yeah so yeah trying to pare down a little bit how about you what did you do uh also stream
1: church and then i had lunch and then wait what did i did did i watch oh i watched some voyager actually yeah i did watch some voyager i did
0: some fish tank stuff i did a little work and now i'm here now we're here and and you also just like i did we both re-watched what we're gonna the episodes we're gonna talk about today oh yeah i did i did that too yeah yeah Well, you sort of gave it away a little bit uh, as to what have you been Star Trekking this week.
1: And you people, you're all astronauts on
0: some kind of Star Trek. Tell us a little bit more about what you've been Star Trekking.
1: Yeah. So I have primarily been going through Voyager. So there is that. So right now I am in season two. I'm enjoying my Voyager rewatch. I'm doing what you're doing, where I'm kind of picking and choosing episodes. I'm not like watching each and every single episode because there are just some duds in there. For example, I did not watch threshold. This is the episode yeah. where, you know, they go to warp 10 and then Tom Paris and Catherine January turn to like Salamanders or something, right. you know? So I decided to skip that one. Cause I was like, I don't know. It was in season
0: two, to- two. Huh? I did oh, not know. Two, that. Yeah. So oh, wow. I decided
1: to skip that one. Um, okay. But overall, yeah, I'm enjoying it. But I complained to you. I'm like, why are they? They're always at impulse. It's like when it's like 90% of the like exterior shots when you're seeing Voyager, like, you know, like when the establishing the shot, right, you know, when the teaser starts, it's like they're just drifting in space. I'm like, oh my yeah, god, they're, they're not, not going a- anywhere.
0: <laughs> they're not at warp, yeah, yeah, yeah. There, there aren't a ton of, uh, yeah, of shots from what I remember of Voyager at warp. It does always seem to be like, yeah, they're just slow, they're meandering the Voyager. They're, they're meandering through the delta. And I, yes. I
1: get that, you know, this is an opportunity for them to be exploring, but I'm also kind of like, you don't need to stop at every single M-class planet. Like, it doesn't necessarily. Need to be part of your directive if you're trying to get home within a 70 year time span, you know. So, right, uh, but otherwise, yeah, I'm actually enjoying my uh rewatch, uh, for the most part. I'm yeah, I'm liking it. Great,
0: yeah, well, that's um, good.
1: And then I think yesterday I was like cleaning and then I was like, you know, I just need something on the background, so I put on Star Trek Generations. <laughs> Um, just in the background you know I didn't I like watched a little bit of it here and there uh, but for the most part it was kind of just playing Um, I really wasn't paying too much attention but uh, yeah you know I I did that and then um, I think I also oh yeah and then I finished Star Trek Generation. I mean it ended in the background and then I was like what else is available for me to stream and then I just started also just streaming Star Trek 6 because why not Oh, Star Trek 6 is great. Yeah, love that one. So, uh, that's it for me in terms of what I've been star trekking. What about yourself?
0: You know, I haven't uh, haven't done a lot of star trekking uh, this week. I did pick up the new Picard novel uh, by James Swallow called The Dark Veil, I think. Okay. And this uh, is an Audible novel, right? This is the yeah, the Will Riker Titan novel. I did listen to the first chapter. Uh, and then, because um, I started listening on Wednesday, and uh, those of you who are hearing this, uh, Wednesday was uh, quite an eventful day here in the United States. So, oh, yeah, <laughs> I, I listened. Exactly. I listened for the first chapter, and then got distracted by the events of the day, which initially were the, you know, counting of the electoral votes, and then, then all hell broke loose. So and a, and a full-scale insurrection kind of started in uh in washington so yeah it was uh, like star trek insurrection but not as fun definitely not as fun i you know i would much rather have watched insurrection the <laughs> I've star only trek. Seen
1: insurrection once
0: really I've, yeah oh I've yeah seen it
1: one time
0: in it's the got theater. some great parts in it you know obviously Deanna and troy uh troy yeah tiana troy and uh Riker. get together in it um mm-hmm. you know Jordy gets his eyesight back I think yeah. uh well, it has some like fun parts yeah and and, yeah. and then there's a there's a beautiful woman who becomes the love interest of Picard too so the the enemies of it seem a little bit overpowered and um you know crazy but yeah um, yeah I, I'm not I'm not a it's yeah, not my one, go-to I'm not, too, I'm not too into this on uh no. yeah a, like whatever yeah i mean so yeah it's not a you know it's a it's a kind of a mid-range star trek movie for me but uh yeah i would have much rather watched that than what was on the news to be honest <laughs> uh but uh yeah so i haven't really i can't done- believe that was wednesday oh my gosh well there you know there are a lot of jokes that this you know what a year this week has been uh, (laughs) among other things um yeah it's been uh and it kind of is ongoing you know there's a lot of news going on and it's uh it's uh at best uh distracting at worst disturbing and uh definitively just uh a real uh shit show agreed I could probably use some more Star Trek, but I did watch some other things to to distract me while I was doing the, after I watched uh, Terra Firma parts one and two, which we're going to talk about here in a second. Mm -hmm. uh, I did watch some other stuff to kind of distract me while I did laundry and house things. Yeah. So, yeah, so not a lot of Star Trek, Uh, definitely a need for more Star Trek. And one of the other things that I've seen on the internet lately is this uh, wish that we could just be in the 24th century, which, uh, you know, who wouldn't after this week want to be in the 24th century? Well,
1: 2380 specifically, if we were to go with what we had talked about previously, if you recall.
0: (laughs) I do and I don't. 2380 is the year that... uh... No, 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 2380
1: is the time around Lower Decks.
0: Oh, okay, yes, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah yep so but we're here in 2021 <laughs> and uh, a while to go we have a while to go yeah, so big, big how about we do some spilling the track sounds great all right let's do it No, so, that is the easy way and i know how that story ends you die i die or both but as of this moment Our future is unwritten.
1: Let's make it count, shall we?
0: So this week we're talking about Terraformer Parts 1 and 2, and we're going to talk about each individual episode uh, separately, So, but we're obviously going to cover them both in this podcast. So let me start out by reading just a brief summary of Terraformer Part 1. So the USS Discovery crew journeys to a mysterious planet in the hopes of finding a cure for Georgiou's deteriorating condition. Stamets and Adira make a stunning breakthrough with the newly acquired burn data. So uh, Terraformer part one, what are your initial thoughts on that episode?
1: Yeah, um, you know, so... I think that your level of enjoyment for Terra Firma, like in general, parts one and two, um, for, for me, part one, you know, the thing is, I'm kind of a mirror universe fan. And if you're not really a mirror universe fan, parts one and parts two are not gonna be that enjoyable um, because like some people just feel like the mirror universe is kind of like ridiculous and over the top and a waste of time, um, which I understand. But I am a big fan of the Mirror universe because it helps to compare and contrast to our Prime universe and how different our characters are. And it's honestly an opportunity for everyone just to be a little bit crazy and different. Um, So it's kind of fun just to kind of see. Like the thing, okay. And the thing is, I've already said this before, I feel that Discovery can be a little bit melodramatic, but. I feel if we're talking about mirror universe, it's actually okay. It's like the over topness is part of how that universe plays out. Um, and we see this across the board, like even from like Mirror Mirror to all the DS9 episodes, like everyone's just more over the top, more dramatic. Um, you know, they're like twirling their evil mustaches, but that's okay, you know? Um, so I personally think that, um, You know, I personally like these kinds of episodes because, again, it gives kind of the cast something different and we just see these, like, ridiculous side of the characters. Um, So, yeah, for me, I like this episode. I mean, the thing is, like, there is, like... And the thing about parts 1 and parts 2, I I know we're supposed to be just talking about Part 1 right now, but, um, you know, for me, for both, I would say there is this... It's a little bit abrupt when we are covering a few different things, you know, things that are going on, prime discovery, and then we jump to the mirror universe and then it's just mirror universe. Um, and this also ha- happens again in part two where after we leave the universe, it's almost like whiplash. You're like, oh, okay, back to covering what else is going on. Um, so I feel that structurally it's a little bit weird. I wonder if like, terra firma can just been one episode if they didn't have the beginning of Tower of Fire Part One and the second half of Tyrell Part two. So I feel that they structured it a little oddly. And I don't know if it had to be a two-parter. Um, it honestly could have just been like it could have been like one slightly longer episode. I mean, like it could be like a 55-minute episode or something like that. And honestly, we would, would have covered everything. Um, so yeah, I mean, like I, you know, overall I enjoyed these two episodes. I thought that um, it gave Michelle Yeoh, something different to work with. Um, my overall thought though, if we're talking specifically about and I, and we kind of covered this offline a little bit. I, I do think that I personally have, and this is my issue discovery. I, I think that there are just these, there's not enough buildup or not enough foreshadowing or not enough hints um, for these dramatic character shifts. Or character moments because you know, this is supposed to be Philippa Emperor Giorgio's, whatever her like redemption arc. Um, but we haven't seen her, like, we haven't, I don't really feel like, especially season two, since we got to spend more time with Mira Giorgio, like, I don't really feel that we got enough of that. She is softening, you know, like, she is seeing the merits of the prime universe, like, she obviously. Um, was all badass and she was she was a key player in the defeat of control in um, the second season. But that was just her being badass. like we didn't really see her kind of um, you know really evolving um, this whole time. Um, so then when she when she goes back to when she steps through the door and goes back to being in the mirror universe, I, and then we get to see this other side of her. I, I just thought that that wasn't, for me, it really wasn't earned. Um, it just felt very, it just felt like a shift for the purpose of giving her a redemption arc. Um, it, it, you know, it just I didn't, I don't feel, I didn't feel there was a there was enough of that change along the way um, for that to be merited. And then also the whole thing where, like with Vance and. Saru's conversation where Vance is like, oh, you know, she's like part of the crew. Like you can't ab- basically you can't abandon her, otherwise it'll really affect you and it'll affect the way the crew sees you. I was also kind of like, we haven't really like she's been part of the crew sure, but she's kind of just been around. I don't know if um, for me, like she has really integrated into the crew in a way that um like she's part of the fam, you know. I, I, you know, she's kind of just this like badass element that helps to get shit done in key moments, um, you know. Like I don't know. Um, so I thought that there were some setup issues with that, but then also, and this also, and I also complained to you about the the toast at the end of part two, where everyone is kind of toasting her. And I just didn't, my initial reaction was like, uh, we haven't really even seen her interact with any of these people. I am, you know, like she interacted mostly with Michael, a little bit of Tilly, a little bit of Culber. Um, But I mean, like, I, it just didn't really feel like we've, we've seen her really engage as part of the crew in a way that would merit their toasts for her, you know, things like that just didn't, just felt kind of disingenuous to me. So yeah, I feel like we tried like they tried to just basically give her this redemption arc, make her, you know, make her, give her this visage that she was a valued member of the crew, that this was a painful moment for Michael for everyone else. Um, and uh, yeah, I don't know. There there were some there were some things that just didn't work for me. Um, but at the same time, I really do enjoy the mirror universe stuff. So um, that's why overall, I I liked part one and part two
0: um, but yeah uh, those are some of my
1: initial thoughts anyway what about you what do you think
0: yeah I share uh, some of your thoughts on that especially uh, the two different storylines like the prime discovery storyline and what's going on with Giorgio. I think that's a, a definite challenge what I while you were talking I was kind of thinking back and what would have made this even more enjoyable for me had it been like the first part the first tenor of so minutes where they were being down to the planet and they were getting to this doorway. If all of that leading up to that point was in the previous episode and we kind of cut it off at the end or something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And the reason why I bring that up is because a couple of weeks ago when we're I think you and I were talking. We you, we were talking through a little bit about the Enterprise episodes, the the two parter in Enterprise, and so I actually watched it. Mm-hmm. And you know the different music. Actually, that's what brought it up when this first air, when these episode, when the second episode first aired uh, a few weeks ago. We talked about how the um, the credits, the credits were different, but the, the music credits, yeah. wasn't, and so that prompted mm-hmm. me to go back and watch a couple of weeks ago. The Enterprise two-parter and to see that again and see how that had all changed and everything. And so, uh, you know, I think that I, I, I like that it was a two-parter. Uh, I think they could have done a little bit more with what's kind of going on in the prime, in the mirror universe to make it even more interesting if they wanted to stretch it out to two episodes. But I, I kind of wish that that first 10 minutes was in the previous episode and we were here at the beginning, like they could have ended at first, you know, the previous episode with her walking through the doorway and walking out and looking at the mirror universe and kind of right. ended it there, mm-hmm. and then started the next episode with essentially, you know, new music, which is the one thing they didn't do for this part, you know, these mm-hmm. this two-parter. Uh, but it would have been cool to kind of see a Terra firmer, like a two-part standalone mirror universe episode. So yeah, I mean, so that's sort of where, you know, where I agree uh, that, you know, it was, it was a bit disjointed and kind of like a side journey. And then once we were there, we were there fully, and we never went back to the prime discovery. We don't find out until the end of part two why that is. But, uh, you know, so, th- you yeah, know, yeah, that's, uh, that's how I feel about that piece of it. The and the other point that you brought up that was re- is really true for me is I love how these actors get to act in the mirror universe.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, I'm a huge Captain Killy fan. She's just badass. She looks badass. I know it's her great. hair is great. I don't know her, if hair, yeah, is awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Yeah. her hair is awesome. Yeah, great. Yeah, yeah. And I love the her costumes
1: hair. are great. So the top.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah. you know the costume designer. Um, Gersha I Phillips, name. I think is her name. She's, she's really good. She's awesome. So yeah, the, the costumes are really good in this this universe. Uh, you know, so yeah, it would just be great to, you know, it's just great to see them act in this way. You know, I love seeing Reese and Owo fighting it out for, for um for who's gonna be the head of the the guard. And that mm. was interesting. Um, mainly because I out of out of all of the you know I like Detmer I, I love Detner too but I you know Owo and and Reese are two of my other favorites and seeing them mm-hmm. beat the crap out of each other for for uh, to be the head of her security was great but honestly like I was watching this today and I was just watching Sonequa Martin Green just kill it oh my god like if, mm-hmm. if we add awards or, you know, actually, you know, that's that's Emmy worthy, I believe, performance from her. Like just amazing. Really interesting. I, OK, yeah, she she really played so many emotions and just played a completely different side. And obviously we mm-hmm. never got to see her uh, in the mirror universe in season one. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, it's just. She did an amazing job playing this, playing Michael in in the Mirror Universe, and so I was just in awe of watching her do this, like the side eyes, the looks, the way her head head tilted as she looked at you, like it was just everything about it was great, and so yeah, huge props to to Sinequa for that uh, performance in the Mirror Universe, just really awesome. You know, I felt like Michelle yo's performance was a bit more subdued a bit more nuanced as emperor Giorgio. i know uh, but
1: that's the, that's why that's why i make issues like you know in the when she's in the prime universe she's so over the top you know and she's like the foil to everyone else and then when she goes back you know they decide to change her like she much you know and this is like oh because she's changed she was she's been influenced by the prime universe so she's different now but I'm like but we haven't seen any of that come through I mean you can try to argue like you can try to argue like oh you know she's you know she has changed it's just been she's kept it inside you know or whatever and now that she's back in the in the mirror universe she can't help but feel different but I don't really I don't really buy it like you know like especially like if if we're expecting her to kind of like um basically still have to she still has this in her brain like this mantra of how it is to live and survive in the mirror universe and she still has applied that philosophy like we've seen her apply that philosophy in the prime universe like you guys she's like you know like you don't know what it takes to survive you don't know like you know what it takes to succeed like she's always like had that variations of that mantra to the people around her in the prime universe so to see her so Subdued in some ways, and you know, she she gave a Michelle Yeoh gave a great performance, especially in some of the more dramatic moments between herself and Michael. But um, you know, I just I was just like, we've this is a side of Mirror Mirror Jojo we haven't seen
0: that I I just am having problems buying it. See, I I didn't have a problem buying this, and, and the reason why is I'm thinking back to all the little steps because that's that's the other thing about this show about Discovery is you have to like when you think about like people like Stamets and Adira and and Hugh and all you know all the characters you you get glimpses of their story throughout the whole season and you have to you know in in pivotal episodes like this you really have to go back and think through all the little moments that she's had during this season that may or may not be impacting her so the first one comes to mind like just her, Michelle Yo's, Giorgio's uh, urgency to get the discovery off the crash planet from the beginning and get go find Michael. So that's the first thing. And then you see their reunion uh, and their discussion. You know, in the hallway, you know, missing her and worried about her. You know, and and also how Giorgio notices that Michael uh, when they first meet up with Michael the little changes in michael's attitude about having a little bit more freedom and choosing her own destiny mm-hmm. things that you know so you get some character moments there you know as as we learn that she has this disease i mean she and michael goes rogue you know that's something that's very comfortable for for her but for giorgio but she still does it because she loves michael like there's just this deep connection that you see m- little snippets of throughout the whole thing even you know when they're coming back from that episode uh-huh. and they're talking on the bridge and she says, you know it's a sign of weakness and I don't trust you but she does and then they bring her to sick Bay and there's just all of these little things and and also like some of her outbursts and all the things that you're probably thinking about oh this is still Giorgio. well of course it is but also this is Giorgio who's been given a death sentence in this universe and she's used to to feeling like death is all about going down fighting and this is mm-hmm. how am i going to do that in this universe and i can't
1: so yeah so when it comes to Giorgio's relationship with Michael i i do agree that they've done a good job in terms of giving us because that is you know some that is an anchor for this Giorgio um, the mirror Giorgio in terms of her development that we have seen more of like her relationship with Michael that has been a constant in her life in both the mirror and the prime universe. I think my issue is more just her world point of view. And, you know, like even for example, like, you know, when Giorgio went back to the mirror universe and um, you know, she, like, for example, when, when she's talking to Michael um, when they're sitting down and Michael is talking about, um, oh, she went to this planet and there are, like, all these artists or whatever. And then Michael Michael basically, like, you know, like, blinded the artist and cut off their hands, right? Like, which is very Mirror Universe. Like, JoJo was uh, almost, like, shocked. Like, you know, we, we see her face. And, like, okay, come on. Like, you know, like, I, I there are things like that. Or, like, you know, her compassion towards Mirror Saru and things like that. like I feel that she had, like they've given us a softer, like a softer mirror Giorgio, in this episode than we've previously seen. I do think that with Michael specifically, she she obviously has a soft spot for Michael in whatever universe. I think that that I definitely agree with, but I think overall Giorgio's character um, has not universally softened since we were introduced to her originally back in season one. And you can argue like she has been, like I said before, you, you know she's been affected by the primary universe more than we've seen in this. And she just maintains this like hard facade because that's who she has to have, you know, who she, that's what she has to be. Um, but I'm having problems buying that. Or at least you know that was my reaction, both in the initial viewing and even in this viewing. I just have problems kind of swallowing that she's changed this much. By, where by the end of Terraform Part Two, she's like, "I don't want to go back there," you know, like that just didn't really, that didn't really like work for me.
0: Okay, I yeah. mean that's that's fair. You know, the other little piece that I thought of too that shows her changes is how she bids farewell to Saru and Tilly hugs her, and she's but that not was already compl-
1: a departure. That was such a massive departure from like what where we've seen her. Previously. Yeah.
0: I mean, even from earlier in the episode, when she throws her food on Tilly, I mean, that's also, you know, that's, a. but huge that does, you know, she was just angry.
1: I think in that case, like I would go back to where you're saying like, she was, that was an outburst because she was feeling defensive. Like, she, yeah. you know, she was feeling weak. So, you know, she needs, you know, that was an outburst. Um, but so I, yeah, I mean, like, so her laying Tilly hug her, I was just like, oh, this feels already a little off for me in terms of like how we've been presented with her character um, Liam's at this point.
0: But anyway, that was my kind of like fair enough. I mean, it. yeah, we we have two different perspectives and that's totally cool, right? Um but yeah, we I mean it's uh and then we, you know, the little jaunt to the doorway, we meet Carl, you mm-hmm. know, at this time. So when we first watched this episode, we had no idea who Carl was. Uh, you know whether he was a Q whether he was the guardian of forever whether he was some other alien being how did mm-hmm. the sphere data know who this know that this was the place for uh, for them to be and also just as we talk very briefly about the sphere data we do get some context from the temporal wars Uh at the beginning of this episode when right. Culber and um, the guy from <laughs> section 31 who I don't know his name, but anyway, um, creepy guy. He reminds me of uh, Smoking Man from. Uh, X oh, he Files. does have a little bit of that that vibe. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we, you know, we have that and that piece of it. We we learn about Danis Five, where they the discovery goes to to find this cure, uh, which is only a five percent cure, right? So the best the best that Culber can tell her, tell them all is, you know, it's a five, you know, it's a zero versus a 5% chance of survival. Mm -hmm. So, and they still do it. So, uh, you know, there was this, obviously this big debate on, on the internet in between the two episodes back a while ago about who Carl was Right. really like the actor who played him. He played in CSI. CSI, the police
1: officer. detective.
0: He's a, you know, he's a great actor. I thought that was a great choice. I thought that the, the having this being just sit there in a chair, like a lawn chair, essentially, with, mm-hmm. you know, reading the newspaper, uh, which, it, as it turned out, and I saw these theories, the, the newspaper is sort of the giveaway as yeah. to yeah, yeah. as to who this is. Um, but uh, you know you have to kind of pay attention to that, and I didn't see it on the first, I didn't. no I first run either. and like yeah. in. so I had to had you know saw the theories online, saw the whys it made sense, yeah So no, it, it totally wasn't exactly surprised later on
1: well, I didn't read the so you read up on the theories, I didn't so
0: when it was revealed in part two, I was like, oh my god, you know that was a delightful yeah. surprise, yeah, um, exactly, you know. So there's that piece of it, and the the fighting that kind of goes on, and the, the mystery of who this is and what what's going on. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, just some of the points in in the mirror universe when we do get there, uh, the theatrics of uh, you know that went on on telling the story like a theater oh, performance, oh my gosh. Of, so dramatic, yeah. <laughs> uh, but also killing Stamets there, right? Uh, right on uh, because he was he was about to try to kill her which seemed pretty stupid uh like i know i was like Like, uh could you pick another moment that's less public or something yeah but it's also you know watching the eyes and watching the you know watching michael's eyes on what's going on and knowing that she's probably behind this and everything it was
1: no everyone's like there's a lot of like looks like yes go from look to look you you know it's like uh it's I feel they can make a gif out of it or something.
0: Yeah. Lots yeah. Like lots of, yeah, People lots looking of each other, side yeah. eyes, side eyes. You know. Yep, exactly. So yeah. And then we're, we're confronted at the end with Giorgio saying, you know, knowing that Michael has betrayed her and basically uh, nearly takes her life. And that's sort of where part one ends up, you know, they, mm-hmm. they track, she suddenly leaves, which I thought was really stupid right from the, from the get-go, who would get up in the middle of, you know, of all of this and leave. And, uh, you know, so I th- thought that was a bit, I um, thought that was a bit out of character for someone who's plotting to kill Giorgio. You know, you, you want to keep it on the down low. You can't, you know, you, mm. the idea would be to stay there, to look at Stamets and say, I wonder who, you know, wonder who was, Doing all this, but instead she gets up and leaves after she encourages the crowd to say, All hair, hail Giorgio. So or long live Giorgio, I forget which one she said, but and then she walks out. I mean, how stupid is that? But you know, Giorgio is faced again with a choice that probably if we if we uh assume that this is just a replay of what happened. Prior to when the discovery jumped to the to the mirror universe back in season one, mm-hmm. that this is probably where she possibly killed Michael. Who knows? But um, yeah,
1: I was trying to remember. Did because when she meets Michael again in season one, she doesn't. She's like, "Oh, how
0: are you alive?" I mean, yeah, there it, it sounds
1: like um, it sounds more like. Michael kind of ran off of Lorca or something like that. I don't remember. I just Yeah,
0: it was just totally possible. And, and also, to be honest, I'm, I'm kind of glad that we did not get Lorca back. I think that would have been a huge distraction uh, to kind of have, you know, I love Jason Isaacs, but I don't think I am glad that they didn't, uh, that Bowie and Erica didn't bring him back for this episode, for this arc either. So, yeah, you know, just, but Landry came back. <laughs> But Landry came back. Yeah, Landry, came Landry, back. Landry Landry has now been killed three times in yeah. Discovery. Oh my gosh. Uh, she, uh but she doesn't get killed until part two. So yeah, so we're kind of at the end, you know, Giorgio spares her life. She's trying to redeem her daughter. Mm. That's her goal. Uh and you know, the end part one, right? That's where it where it kind of cuts off. Yeah. Anything else? Anything-
1: yeah it was just the ask is there anything else about part one we well i mean about? if we
0: go back to the prime discovery right we have the discovery our stamets and adira figure out that it's a a uh, ship with the kelpians on it right so it's been 125 years they've been sending out this message uh it's crash landed but that's all we really know so there's a huge kelpian tie-in that's kind of announced mm-hmm. the other thing key piece of this part of it is that uh Saru does not inform the admiral about this discovery yet mm-hmm. uh, he kind of waits which comes back to kind of not really bite him but could bite him at the end of the part 2 but
1: i was okay with that like you know obviously he's you know this we go into this whole thing where he's kind of being um, you know, he's his his emotions are kind of playing into his decisions um because of these Kalpions. But at the same time, I was like, yeah, I would also out by the excuse that you know you want a little bit more information before you repeat to you report back rather to Starfleet Command, and just so you have a little more context or like some sort of next step. Um, but yeah, we do kind of start to see the start of saru's kind of feelings and emotions play into his commanding decisions here yeah sure.
0: absolutely yeah so there's that and then the only other small piece that comes back at the end of part two is uh books wanting yeah. to consider. yeah those are really tiny
1: yeah it's like, yeah
0: so again i'll like i i stand by it i think we could have put all of that stuff in the first part the end part of the previous episode from sanctuary mm-hmm. and dived right into terra Farmer here from the beginning which would have been really cool so end part one right yeah i think that's about it for part one this era is different more terran than where you came from saru has navigated discovery admirably but he's not the only one who's suited for the captain's chair. You have always been far greater than you could imagine, Michael. So have you, Philippa. Cool. Should we talk about part two? Yeah, let's talk about part two now. So part two is uh, obviously Terra Firma. Part two, Giorgio mm. uncovers the true depths of the plot against her. Leading her to a revelation about how deeply her time on the USS Discovery changed her. So we come back, and Giorgio has thrown Michael into the Agonizer, mm-hmm. which is uh, even more powerful than I think we've seen it before. I know, it looks very, it's, well, the special effects help. But yeah,
1: yeah when yeah. we saw it in uh, Enterprise and TOS.
0: You know, it wasn't as dramatic looking, but yeah, yeah, and and you know, th- this is also why I, I give huge props to Sinequa Martin Green. I mean, she carries this episode, I mean, she's really the bridge between this and this. In this instance, you know, Giorgio kind of stays in her quarters and kind of watches the proceedings. She gets Killy to uh to interrogate her and try to break her, mm-hmm. which she does. Um. But so it's it's not a you know the the first part of this episode really isn't heavy on Giorgio. It's sort of like Michael's torture and right. that whole piece. And also you know in part two we get the beginning we get the opening, the inverted, uh, dark blue opening credits. Right. The Music is the same. Unfortunately, I you know, know. Too uh, bad. Nothing new. A- Lost la, opportunity. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, we we get to see that we see. Her, Giorgio, continuing to try to reach Michael, right? Yeah. You know, I think that that's the, for her, I think this is where it really comes down to. This is the anchoring relationship for her. Mm-hmm. This is something that has car- you know, saved, obviously, Prime Michael saved Mirror Universe, Giorgio brought her to the Prime Universe. This is where all of that started. Her rehabilitation, or not really rehabilitation, but her useful skills played into a ton of season two and section 31. Mm-hmm. We see her uh, travel to the 31st century to or the 32nd century to uh, to be with Michael, to follow Michael. And here we are in the mirror universe and Giorgio is still trying to rehabilitate Michael to a to uh, have her rule by her side, so and again, Saniqua just kills the the scenes with her. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, on first watch, when we get to the end of the episode or the end of the mirror universe part of the episode, I missed the the knife in the neck. I totally. Oh, really? Missed, yeah, I missed oh, wow. that until until Michael. You were like,
1: "Why is she dying?" <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah i mean i yeah i didn't pick up on it i didn't oh, see wow. it and okay. then on this rewatch, i really re the fight scene so there are obviously a you know a couple of huge fight scenes michael tries to betray shockingly tries to betray And i know surprised uh but uh the you know the piece that was really interesting obviously we see landry die because michael has to redeem herself she also has to kill Detmer because she's killed all of the other traders except for Detmer. So she kills Detmer and then, then they go after Lorca and thankfully Lorca, like I just said earlier, does not make an appearance, does not make an appearance. So we are good um, there. Uh, But then the, the, you know, her revolution begins again and that, you know, we see, uh, the Kelpians come back, so Saru actually plays a big part of this episode too. Actually, you know, mm-hmm. you know, she knows about Varah, Varahi, Varahi. I don't know. Vahari, um, Vahari, Vahari. I think so. Yeah. yeah. So she tells Saru to, when he's feeling that way, to go spend a couple of days away from her uh, and let the madness pass, and he'll be a new person. So we kind of see the effects of that as. He comes to her rescue, uh, albeit too late. Um, but yeah, you really see the you see the redemption, quote unquote, of Michael. She wants to be part of this. She and Giorgio have, you know, a bunch of exchanges, which are again, like mm-hmm. this really for me hits home that Giorgio really needs Michael. Like right. that is, you know, her daughter, that is her. Her connection, her grounding—that's why she does everything right.
1: You know, my—I I do agree that Snigul Martin Green does a great job here. I, my only issue, and this is my issue with a lot of Mirror Universe characters, is that we don't really, you know, like she pretends that she is loyal now. She, you know, she does what she needs to do to regain, quote-unquote, regain the trust. Of Emperor Giorgio to get back into the fold, and then she basically just portrays her again. But my issue here is that we—I feel there's this missed opportunity because the problem with all the mirror universe character, universe characters, is that they're all very one-dimensional. You know, they're all kind of evil. George Giorgio is the only one that we've seen fleshed out, um, and some of the DSN characters as well where they're a little more complex. They're not just all universally evil. Um, you know, just because you're Terran doesn't mean, like, you're a bad person. Um, in DS9, we saw, because that we, we saw much more there. Um, but here, like, I feel there's just this opportunity for us to really dive deeper into Mirror Michael and what she's thinking, because she's really focused on this idea that um, Emperor Giorgio is weak, and she um, doesn't deserve to be in power because she is weak or she has become weak or shown weakness. Right. Um, and then we get the scenes of her kind of being tortured and such and her deciding that she wants to survive, you know, that she'll she'll do what she needs to, to survive and to get back into the fold. I, I, I wish there was something more to mirror Michael um, that would show us, Her, you know, how she's conflicted, um, you know, in terms of how she feels about her mother. Like, is there more? You know, does she just not love her anymore? Like, there's just like something missing here um, that I feel could have made her more complete as a character. Um, That again, I feel is a missed opportunity because yes, we, you know, we we just see her just go back to her original decision to betray Emperor George Joe, but. There really isn't much complexity to that decision that we see. Um, so I wish we could have seen more of that. Particularly, you know, like because we get, we see Emperor George's love for Michael, like that whole scene where it's a whole Firefly story and stuff like that. Like so, Emperor George, we see this side of her that's more complex in terms of how she feels about Michael. It's not she's not one dimension, you No, know, we're being presented with an Emperor George that's not one-dimensional. She. It's not just about survival. She does have feelings for Michael, and you know, even when she was like, "Yeah, when you, you know, use or Night Terror stopped," I was kind of sad. You know, um, I thought that was that was a really great scene um, and a good monologue for um, Michelle Yeoh. Um, but I just wish we saw some of that complexity returned in Michael's character, Mirror Michael's character. Um, so. Yeah, I just, you know, she went back to kind of being this, like, you know, just one dimensional mustachey twirling villain, you know, like, and um, you know, I, I wish that we just saw a little bit something just a little bit deeper,
0: yeah. I now that you bring that up, I totally agree. I, I think it would have been made it even much more powerful, even more powerful, yeah. Like, yeah, if there was this conflict,
1: if she had to wrestle with this somehow, yeah, and ultimately, she if we even saw her wrestle somehow and then if she like decided to stick to her guns and this was in some ways like a decision that she didn't come to easily, like something like that to give us a little bit more tissue on, it would have been great. Um, but they decided to not do that, obviously.
0: Well, and you know, I just thought of this, you know, the whole idea is that this is all happening in Giorgio's mind, which we find out, you know, and if, you know, a few minutes after her, her death scene and, and Saru is holding her and she, kind of leaves the mirror universe. Uh we do find out that this all happened within a second's time in the real real world. So this is really all taking place in in some in Giorgio's mind. So it's sort of is I it guess- in your mind
1: because the Guardian of Forever didn't the Guardian of Forever also say that and you know I I didn't watch rewatch all of our two <laughs> but didn't Carl Carlson Guardian Forever also say that you made a difference in Saru in that- In the Kelpians, sa- yes. You know, and yep. that saved more lives. Because in my mind, it was like, she was potentially sent to like, almost like a different timeline based upon what the Guardian Forever said. And she made some sort of difference in that timeline.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, I think that we're, we're very unclear about the whole whole piece that happened for a second or a minute in the sure. Universe. She was there for three months in whatever universe the Guardian of Forever sent her to. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's really unclear. She has three months. Her thing registered three months of data. Her correct, her yes. her. yeah. So something happened. It wasn't just. So something happened, right? Yes. Yeah. yeah. But I think I think just going back to my point is just saying that I think this is all really from Giorgio's perspective. Like you know, probably if we broke it down, not every scene had Giorgio's perspective we had to add a few scenes to kind of fill out the universe but mm-hmm. and to fill out the the situations that were happening but um but i think primarily that's why there isn't a ton of like build up of who michael was because this is all about Giorgio. this isn't really about a mirror michael who mm-hmm. isn't re- who is or is not really the mirror michael who knows so mm-hmm. yeah i mean i agree that i think it would have been more powerful had it been two episodes standalone, like all mirror universe, right to the end, then I think we could have, uh, I think that would have, that would have given the writers the room to kind of fill out those characters and gotten to have more conversations and, you know, more fullness of of character development. But that wasn't how this was, was plotted Uh out, unfortunately. So, Uh uh, But we do get back to the Prime Universe. We just talked about some of the details. And then finally they ask, I think it was Michael who says, who are you? And Carl's voice changes into the Guardian of Forever's voice and how cool is that? Who are you? Really? Really? I am the Guardian of Forever. Uh, just and then all of a sudden out of out of splinters it looks like the the portal shows up which is very cool it was it was very well done i
1: I didn't expect it because you know again i didn't read any like potential spoilers or theories in that regard but i was like well that's great
0: yeah yeah i mean one the voice just gives it all away obviously and then you know the 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 appearance of the portal, again, just really awesome. And obviously brought up to date for 2020, right? <laughs> so... Yeah, definitely
1: brought up to date.
0: But again, really cool. And then, you know, you have a really powerful, I think powerful scene between Giorgio and, and Michael saying their goodbyes, saying how mm-hmm. much they mean to each other. Uh Giorgio, even to the point, and I think this further confirms my thoughts about just how how bonded the, they are and how important to Giorgio Michael is. She wants Michael to go with her. Right. Right. And she, and the guardian says she can't. So uh, she's on her own, you know, she's predicted to have some ups and downs. She's sending, she's being sent back to a time where the universes were more closely aligned, but we don't get a time frame. We don't know when or how. And you know she leaves, and we get this. You know, obviously, there's been a lot of chatter over the last couple of years, actually, about the Section Thirty One series. You know, it's been years since been it really about it has, yeah. yeah. So, and we, I'm really surprised that we didn't get some news out of Star Trek about a potential Section Thirty One.
1: I mean, didn't they announce or there were rumors about a Section Thirty One series before, like even Picard? I don't remember.
0: Yeah, definitely before Picard <laughs> came out. So we're talking over a year ago, uh, for sure. Yeah, I, I think it's just... Uh, actually, I think it was announced way back when Alex Kurtzman kind of laid out all of his plans for Star Trek mm-hmm. no. and having multiple series. And um, so, yeah, so we don't know anything about it, surprisingly. Maybe no. maybe there'll be some surprise announcement really soon. There aren't any real conventions coming up that I can think of, (laughs) Mm. so we don't know when we'll kind of hear more about this or if we will. Um, But the writers of these two parters, Erica Lipolt and Bowie Kim, um, are supposedly the lead writers, if not the showrunners, on the Section Thirty-One show. Mm -hmm. So it's uh, you know, it's hard to know if they're. I mean, obviously there was little hints here and there in the news that they were working on scripts, but who knows what, uh, what has kind of changed with 2021 and also, you know, just in the last year, what's changed. I I mean, the world is a different place and maybe, you know, maybe to some extent CBS has cut back on funding and we've announced a Star Trek strange new world show. So maybe that, you know, Maybe she'll appear as part of that. Who knows? But uh, maybe the funding is not all there to have, you know, Star Trek year round, every week, something new. Who knows? And Michelle Yu is also busy. Like she has right. other projects. Yeah, so exactly. It's not
1: like she's waiting around for Section Thirty-One to start. You know? Yeah. Like, they
0: probably also need to work with her schedule. Exactly. So. so, yeah, who knows uh, Who knows what's going to happen. So, yeah, so we're back on the Discovery. We have a farewell scene. We have mm. um, which you touched upon a little bit. You know, I thought it was a nice tribute. Uh, I think that in a small crew like Discovery, I think even though we didn't see the scenes and we didn't see all these characters interact with her, uh, I think that there was you know, it's hard to not acknowledge Giorgio's presence on a ship that small with that small of a crew. It's just not possible, I don't think. So I think that it was a nice, nice scene where they paid tribute to her. Uh, But the part that I really want to get to is, um, so we've located the Kiev. Yeah. Uh, We know where we're going. Uh, Book went off book. And uh, installed some like back-end, uh, back-end tech. software tech yeah. that uh, helped them discover all of this. And then, you know, the, the key part here, and this is where you kind of wonder about Saru's kind of state of mind. And the admirable admiral, <laughs> the admiral kind of checks him on it and says, you know, I can understand, you know, I just need to know you're distracted. And and Saru, I feel like Saru lies here. I really feel like that was the first time that Saru kind of told a lie. Do you think
1: he lied or he just didn't realize the extent to which he was being affected?
0: I mean, based upon his other characteristics and, and how his character has kind of grown over these last couple of years, I have to think that Saru is fairly Mm self-aware and maybe when it comes to kelpians that's his blind spot could be i mean we you know most most people most humans most beings have a blind spot in some way shape or form so maybe the fact that this is Mm -hmm. because it involves kelpians this is his blind spot but uh you know i i've actually felt like saru like how could he not be affected by this right and how could he not realize that he wasn't affected by this? So um, I, I want to say I, I'm leaning towards this feeling that he actually really did lie to hmm. the Admiral. Um, I,
1: I, yeah, I, I thought the other way. I, I thought that he just didn't... Because we even see later on um, when we... I don't remember the name of the episodes, but they're they're on the Name planet or whatever. And uh, he... And it was that critical moment when he was like, no, I'm I'm the the captain. I need to go back to Discovery. And Michael had to basically not, like she had to point out basically that he was more affected than he was saying. So to me, um, the way that I read this was that he was not fully cognizant of how much he was being affected by the fact that there's a there's a copy and ship in the middle of all this
0: okay yeah. i mean yeah i mean that's that's a fair assumption too yeah yeah, yeah. so we're we're kind of that's where we leave off with uh, terra firma um did anything yeah. else happen <laughs> in part two no i think i mean i think it was all Terra. it was mainly terra firma and yeah then, and we just uh, like wrapped
1: up a few other things
0: yeah um, on the discovery of, yeah yeah uh so yeah i think it would have actually been really great to just again if we were to rewrite or reprogram this episode it would have been great to kind of end with the scene in in this in the uh commissary or whatever you want to call it the Mm -hmm. where they're just toasting Giorgio, and that's kind of where it ends um and then we pick up on new stuff you know the next week but um but yeah, you know, it's uh, it wasn't there wasn't a lot to uh, come back to. You know, we saw we we saw the guardian disappear after after Georgia went through it, and that was it. Right. And you know, Michael returns. Book goes a greeter. We have the farewells. We have Vance. Mm-hmm. Um, the Vance scene, yeah. Yeah, and that's it. So, yeah, next week we're we're headed towards this. Uh, to sukal to we're gonna find sukal um so
1: yeah it's kind of like a three part arc really it's kind of like one thing
0: yeah leading up to the finale yeah so we mm. only have three episodes left to go uh but uh we've said goodbye to yet another character O is gone know. from the crew and uh yeah so here we are at the end of terra part two i think that's everything I think we did a pretty deep dive. We spilled yeah. a lot of trek here. So, over,
1: overall, what did you think of? Um, because I remember, like, at the end of part two when we were slacking, uh, you seemed somewhat
0: underwhelmed. Your initial reaction. Do you remember? I don't remember my initial reaction. That's interesting. Um, maybe because at that time I had figured out the whole Guardian of Forever piece. But still, like oh, how they did that—that that? Why... might have been it. Um, yeah, I don't yeah, remember. Because I,
1: I expressed more enthusiasm after watching part two than you did upon On initial watching. Viewing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we didn't get—we didn't really get into why. You—you um, you just, yeah, you expressed slightly less enthusiasm, and then you, I think, kind of said that you want to think about it a little bit, and then we never went back to it.
0: Yeah. Um... Yeah, I can't remember why. I mean, I really enjoyed watching this two-parter. I mean, it's a great, mm. you know, Sunday afternoon watch to uh, watch uh, watch uh, the Mirror Universe for two episodes. So, and, and you know, I, I'm a huge fan of Michelle Yeoh. I would, she's another uh, strong, powerful woman that I would love to get a picture with. At, uh, <laughs> yeah, as, yeah. As we some, know, you, uh, you mentioned that
1: if she's at a convention, it's like all
0: over. Yeah yeah um you you would be there in a i would be there yes absolutely so yeah no i don't i feel i i enjoyed this two-parter i really did you know aside from a few you know editorial changes that just on how it would have been great to have new music it would have been cool to have a two-parter where it was all almost all in the mirror universe but we have what we have and i don't uh, know like what what do you what do you what do you think they would do with
1: like a full two-parter that was in just the mirror universe, though? I
0: mean, because I think they could have explored more. more. Yeah, I think... I mean, well, like we've talked about, I think they could have developed out the characters a little more. We could have seen... Oh, I see. We could have... You know, yes. we got a lot of... Um, we've got a lot of Killy from season one, but we didn't really get to see the others. And so this was a real mm-hmm. chance to see Owo as the head of her guard, um, you know, we, we could have seen, you know, the, the insurrection, like for me, when they attacked Joe in the, in the room after they beamed that guy off of the shuttle and, mm-hmm. and the people who came in, you know, the doctor was there. He would, Culber was there. He was a traitor. Mm-hmm. Um, wasn't Reese a traitor? Was Reese a traitor? Yeah, Reese was a traitor. Um, so was, uh, not Detmer, Detmer was already dead. Yeah, Detmer was. Uh, I think it was Nielsen or, yeah, Nielsen from the con. So she's a pilot. Like, I'm wondering, like, how did she get away and get down to help with this insurrection while she was piloting the ship? Like in kill, you know, Kelly's on the bridge with her. Like, I just don't get, get that piece of it. So there, you know, that's the part that I really didn't understand is how did all those people kind of gather back in the brig again when half of them were on the bridge and they were in orbit over Risa, you know? So that's the part that I don't really understand. Uh, You know, that's kind of like one of those things you kind of have to overlook, I guess. Um yeah, I didn't I didn't think about it that
1: much, <laughs> like in terms of the actual like logistics of how they got there and such.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely that definitely came up for me. I'm like, cause but so
1: basically the entire crew is against Georgia. I mean, like by the end, right? Like the, the takeaway is like essentially it's the it's like everyone except for Killy Saru or nameless Kelpion, I guess, because technically his name here is not Saru. Um, and also the the honor guard or whatever. Yeah, the honor guard. Oh yeah. Well, everyone yeah. else is basically a traitor. Yeah. Um and I don't know. I mean, it's fine. I mean, like, it's just like for narrative purposes, they you know, they, they wanted like that scene and you know, the drama, but I'm kinda like, all
0: right, so everyone
1: doesn't like her, I guess.
0: Fair point. Uh, I think though, Kelly, you know, the, the the why the reason why I question it is because kelly is such a great captain like a strong captain like she would keep her crew in line and that's why i think i'm i'm curious as to how that like that whole logistical piece came about again those are some of the things i think that could have been built out had we had more time in the mirror universe and had two standalone episodes where Mm -hmm. it was just all that but we done uh it was uh was great episodes to watch. I enjoyed watching them again. I would watch them again, uh, in a in a season three re- rewatch from the beginning. Uh, I would watch it again. So yeah, um, yeah. I you know I don't know. I don't remember why I was underwhelmed the first time around, but definitely not underwhelmed the second time. Okay, got it. Cool. Yeah. Anything else for Terraformers Part One or Two?
1: I don't. Yeah, I don't think so. I mean, I, I hopefully the section thirty-one series something happens to it, even if it's like a, I don't know, limited engagement or whatever. Just so we have, you know, because it's we're kind of left with a cliffhanger, uh, with Mirror Giorgio, and I want to yeah. know what happens.
0: Yeah, I would like point. to know as well. Yeah, that yeah. would be great, even if it is a mini series or a limited series. I think it would be great to, yeah, to have it. Yeah, so. for sure. Yeah, cool, awesome. Well, um, do you want to tell our viewers how our viewers are... Do you want to tell our listeners (laughs) how they can get in touch with us if they have any thoughts on Terraforma's part one and two?
1: Yeah, so we would love to hear what you guys think about these two episodes. You can email us at deepspacepride at gmail.com. And you can also dm us or tweet us on instagram and twitter respectively at deep space pride and again as usual we will do our best to respond to all your comments and questions but great yeah that's it that's it
0: well thanks everybody for listening and we'll see you again next week yeah see you guys soon bye everybody bye